Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got Mike Van Solen, principal over at Navigator Communication. Wait, you just you got a new title, didn't you? Get like a, a new promotion? No, you know oh. what? It's it's been a title that's been around for a while. But your uh, your uh, producer was so kind as to ask me, was this information all correct? I said, well, actually, <laughs> you know, uh, it is managing principal. There you yeah. go. Uh, and Stephen LeDrew, Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, and uh, homemaker, and uh, you can hear him on AM six forty. Hello. <laughs> Again, when someone is sick, I am there. There you I just go. Think that Alex, with Mike, when he said managing principal, you should be in Ottawa managing some of their principals because they don't have any. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as luck would have it, I'm heading there tomorrow morning, but I'm not going to. Uh, but you're not be, a miracle worker. But that's yes, the problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a miracle worker, and, and no one in the uh, Liberal Party is is reaching out asking for my advice. They probably should. Uh, oh, no, I don't no. know. I don't know what we watch today, um, but of course we have a whole bunch of narratives. So Jody Wilson. Raybould, who uh, resigned from cabinet last week, um, went to an emergency cabinet meeting that was essentially about her and the guy that she just managed to get tossed out of the party, Gerald Butts. Uh, And then as all of this is going on, you know, while question period and everyone's screaming at each other, we've got uh, the charges against the NSC exec at the center of the scandal has now had those charges thrown out. I mean, it's just impeccable timing. But here, here's Lisa Raitt, because the Liberals have now decided that they will have, um, you know, a meeting with Miss uh, Wilson-Raybould, and they will talk, but they won't, of course, call any witnesses that actually matter, and we don't even know if they'll waive privilege. He said that this Justice Committee is nothing but a sideshow, and uh, that this is all a smokescreen. So, secret cabinet meeting, secret discussions, we don't know what's going to come out of it, and what do they say in response? Cabinet confidence. About- Okay, I'm going to start with you, Mike, because this is what you do for a living, and I'll go to the politics uh, with uh, with uh, Mr. Ledrew after. But I, what is the strategy? I don't understand. Like, why is she going to cabinet meetings? What is happening here? I am so confused. I don't get it. And even yet, I, I mean, I've been confused all along, but I was confused yesterday, and I was talking about it at great length this morning, why uh, why Butts resigned. And, and people on and Twitter and, and other places were saying, well, he's the scapegoat. I said, well, no, that doesn't work. He can just that's be not, the goat, you know. But, but that's, not, that's not how the strategy works. When you're a scapegoat, you have to accept some responsibility, whether it was rightfully your, your mistake or not. You, you take that thing. Uh, you say, you know, look, uh, Prime Minister, look, Canadians, I stood in the way. The Attorney General was trying to bring forward information uh, I, or make a decision. I, I brought undue pressure. I apologize for that. And for that reason, I'm resigning. But he didn't do that. He resigned while saying he did nothing. So it didn't solve anything in terms of the crisis. Um, and then, I don't know, today's afternoon was today's afternoon events were, were even odder, and I, I don't quite know. There is no strategy. I'm confident in saying there's no strategy, and I don't know if they're going to kind of just blindly find them, their way through this or where this goes, because I'm actually more confused now than I've ever been. And, and, and Stephen, I mean, there may be a reason for her. I mean, I have to think that the Norman case is very um, problematic. Uh, you know, the, the dotting of the I's, crossing the T's, the SNC stuff we know about, but the, the Mark Norman stuff could be very, very bad for them. So she may just be dotting all that, you know, formalities of that and making sure that there's, you know, nothing could come out of it. But I, I don't understand the strategy either. Well, there's um, the, the legalities. I think she is being quite good um, dealing with the legalities. And as you said, Alex, she has to do that because she doesn't want to be blamed in six months when some judge says, 
well, you know, I want to find this guy guilty or find so-and-so guilty, but I can't because, you know, the former minister of justice opened her mouth and ruined the case. Well, well, we should point out that the judge in that case last week, um, I mean, the, the defense in that case has already said that the government is obstructing justice and, and the judge essentially was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's... That a, that's before then. Yeah. That wasn't her. Yeah. So I think she is... I think she's doing the right thing as just by happenstance when she's doing the right thing legally, making sure that, as you, as you put it out so well, all the I's are, are dotted. She is having a brilliant strategy. She's the only one in Ottawa that has a strategy, which is just to you know, shut up and, and let those other guys in the Langevin block, or has been renamed now something, I don't know, whatever new name it has. Bombardier? I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> I'll just call them all the Langevin same thing. Block. I used to work in it. It was <laughs> named after Hector Langevin, yeah. 1911, a terrific minister, and then someone found out that on, on one night he did something wrong in his long life. And so <laughs> they took his name away. Crazy. In any event, uh, there is no strategy in Ottawa. It shows that Trudeau is great at image making. He wants to go out there and talk about sunny days and women's rights and stuff like that, great. But when it comes down to running the government and, and making some decisions, he is pathetic. I, and, and, and you're absolutely right when you talk about falling on your sword or taking the blame. You've got to take the blame. He didn't take the blame. So on one hand, he lost, he meaning butts. So Trudeau lost his chief advisor, the guy who ran the government, and he also got no benefit. From somebody saying, from somebody saying, well, you know what, you're you're responsible. I'm going to take the responsibility and save the prime minister on this one. Excuse me. I know, even the dogs don't like it. But yeah, but he's, he's not covered by parliamentary privilege. So, I mean, there, there's always politics. I, I get the sense that there's more coming. I, I have no question that there's going to be more coming. I just don't think they can stem the bleeding on this one. I just, at the end of the day, I think the story's gotten too big and out of control. Well, it's changed every day, yeah. though, as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the Prime Minister stood up on Friday, giving away $40 million to BlackBerry, he doesn't have enough <laughs> That money. they didn't need. <laughs> he, well, yeah. I mean, they make a billion dollars every year, or they, they, they have revenue of that. And it was a year ago where he said to a vet out in B.C., we are fighting you guys in court because we can't afford to give you the benefits that you should have. And so um, he fights them and gives $40 million to a company that's making money. It's insane. All that was overcome by the fact that when he said, when he said, Alex, that everybody just sort of dropped, and then he started to laugh. Well, she'd still be AG if Scott Bryson hadn't quit. Yeah. Yeah. Last point to you, Mike. Well, this is terrible. All I think is whatever Jody uh, Wilson-Raybould ultimately says, whether it's from as small as... You know, that conversation back in September and she found maybe the prime minister off-putting. So that's the mildest to the most extreme where it's actual obstruction of justice. In any of those scenarios, it is very problematic for, for the for the government, for Prime Minister Trudeau. And just just to look at the mildest one, it, it's a problem because that's the almost in the Me Too sort of box where he said a woman always has to be believed. Uh, she is, uh, you know, a very credible, uh, you know, I think a very appealing figure. So if they get into just a he said, uh, she said scenario, I think that's tough for him. And it only gets tougher from there. Why is it tough for him? I mean, he was accused of harassment and he had the rule. If you are accused of harassment, you're out. Oh, but that rule applies to everybody else but for me. Right. Yeah, I know, but you you keep getting a few of those like over and over and I and I don't know if it's the Maybe facts. Forgive I, him. 
I don't mm, think I don't it's, know if they're going to do know, that with this one. I don't know if it's the facts of the story that will ultimately matter because we don't know this fact. So let's just park that. But what I do think there has been a dribs and drabs of just weird little stories like this and incidents where the prime minister seems unfit to deal with the pressures and decisions that are required of the job. And, and by the way, I think this is the first time that no one in the media, except for maybe one or two at the CBC, don't actually buy what they're being pushed. Normally, there are a lot of people that will give him a pass. They aren't giving that pass anymore. And with butts waltzing out, they've, I think, even made it worse. And and as you point out at the start of the show, Alex, or the start of the segment, I mean, to have a minister um, resign and then walk into cabinet a week later... Would that not be, like, super uncomfortable? Well, totally! Totally! (laughs) So either she's playing a chess game and just totally screwing with Trudeau's head and making her colleagues feel very uncomfortable. I I just don't know what the strategy is. You know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that he is going to say, we can't get all these facts out. And I, too, want to know what's going on. So I am having an inquiry under the Public Inquiries Act, getting some retired judge and... From now on, until way after, until this inquiry reports, no one can talk about it. Way after the election. Way <laughs> after the election. It'll be out there for a year. It'll cost, like the Gomery inquiry, it'll cost, yeah. you know, $100 million bucks, And all he wants to do is get through the election. So he's going to ice the puck, and then he's... Um, then he'll be scot-free. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll see. Because you're all assuming that nothing else is coming out, which I just happen to not believe. <laughs> I just think once the dam breaks, there's lots more. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Lots to talk about. We've got Mike Van Solen and Stephen LaDrew facing off. Um... Let's talk a little bit about Queen's Park and what happened there today. Uh, got a little bit lively with about like nine college kids shutting down question periods, screaming and yelling at the premier over uh, what what should have been, you know, changes to OSAP loans. But by the end, they weren't even yelling about the loans. They simply just demanding free education. But here's the premier response to um, some of the naughty words that they were saying. That's how they train our kids. With a filthy mouth, they should have their mouths washed out with soap. That's what they should have. Because that's embarrassing. Mr. Little Drew, I bet you you've never had your mouth washed out with soap. Actually, I have. <laughs> like on a weekly basis. I have. Uh, not for not long. My mother's been gone for many, many years, but I have. <laughs> but you know what? I was just thinking how things have, have decayed. When you have a bunch of, and these aren't just high school students. These are university students. Mm-hmm walk into the Queen's Park legislature, get into the lobby, and then start to scream, kiss my butt, to the oh, premier. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, it's, it's astonishing to me how unruly they are and how ignorant they are. And I just, you know, I just say, well, it's just a sign of the times. Go back to Facebook or something. I don't know. Yeah, but but it is it is a stunt, Mike, and we've yeah. seen these stunts go on. I mean, if you see the footage of them coming out of Queens Park, they're very pleased with themselves. Like they're about twenty six, twenty seven years old. They smile. They're like they know that they've gone there, uh, you know, made a scene, and that's what will be seen on the news. But I think they're overplaying their hand. I mean, y- oh. now you want free education altogether? I mean, go away. No, I I agree, and this is uh, they're only making the premier's point. I think if they sincerely wanted to affect change, uh, they would be able to do something 
so much more credible uh, with, uh, uh, you know, look, presumably they're smart kids. They're smart. They're social media savvy. I think you can kind of figure out what are the type of things that are required to to get a message out, to uh, build support among students. I'm not seeing large numbers No, but if I'm giving free this. education, guess where it's going? It's to the kids who have autism. Like right. that, that if, if we have a, right. a monetary, you know, choice to make. Oh, but, you know, this this is a group that has a little bit of the Ford derangement syndrome. You know, we talk about this with other politicians, but they, they just are so triggered by the presence of the man. Uh, and I think they don't do themselves any service uh, by acting this way. Well, how it's, stupid are they to do that? If I was a student and I was out there trying to make a point, if I was a student organizer today, I'd be really cheesed off at these idiots that did that. Yeah. Because I can't imagine one person in Ontario, doesn't matter from what walk of life you are, whether you're, you know, rich or poor or whatever, you're going to look at these students and say, oh, man, I cringed. I felt badly for them, for their parents, for their friends. Yeah, yeah there was only like nine of them, so, but they did make, make quite a bit of a noise. All right, I want to, I want to move on to a couple, a couple of other headlines. Uh, taxpayers spent $161,000 for, for, you know, for photography um, to get images of the defense minister, Harjit uh, Saijan. Uh, on various trips, I guess, he did with the Liberal government. And it, it's all to prove, um, Stephen, that Canada is re-engaging on the world stage, to which I'd say, fine, get your iPhone out and take a picture of yourself, because it would be free. I've, I, I can't imagine what it looks like. I just I don't know where those pictures went. But I saw that story, and then I saw, well, the, the government saying re-engaging on the world stage. They hate us. Everyone hates yeah. us. Now. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> those pictures were taken in Trenton oh. and Yellowknife. Mm. Some of them were around the world, but others were not. And the other thing is, I mean, it's just for other ministers do that. The Minister of Environment had a number of photographers with her, along with her 85 staff members when they went to yeah. Paris three years ago. This government is doing, is doing all the things that it said, it promised in writing, that it would never do. Oh, terrible Stephen Harper, he's doing this, he's doing that, he has the omnibus bill. This whole matter, Alex, yeah. uh, as you know, with the criminal code amendment to try to get SNC-Lavalin off the hook, was put into mm-hmm. an omnibus bill. That's why most people didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Trudeau's in writing saying, I will never, ever do that. And when Harper had some expenses, Trudeau said, we will not run a government like that. We'll respect taxpayers' money. And here we go. Minister of Defense, who was there, were buying secondhand jets from Australia, not even from the United States, which has better jets, from Australia, because we don't have the money to buy good jets, and we're spending money for $170,000. $170,000 for the Minister of Defense. But this is, Mike, the, the selfie government. Yeah, don't, it, don't they all do it on the cheap and easy? Selfie. Well, That's a photographer taking it. Yeah, Yeah. no, I th- what I think, this is the sticky stuff that you got to be really careful yeah, of. Yeah, the SNC, the bigger of the stories, we'll get them, but this right. will. <laughs> and, and nobody really knows how much a, a jet should cost. So when you say, oh, it's $7 billion, it should be $9 billion, you're, you're overspending. And, and the, the quantum there is much bigger. But everybody knows that $161,000 for a photographer is way damn too much. You know, even if, even on your, you know, the, your biggest day of the year, you get a, a photographer for your wedding. Like, what's the most outlandish price there? It's still not, I don't know, is, is it is it $2,000? I don't know what it would be. What's the most outlandish? But, I don't know. But, for my first wedding, I want to read But people can, people can comprehend those numbers. They know it's outrageous. Um, and that's where th- this type of stuff is sticky. In two, three months, uh, uh, Minister Moore knows and come up with this budget <laughs> that they promised would be balanced when we started this term. And you know what? Lo and behold, it's not going to be. So this is the stuff that comes and gets you. Stephen? So what are you doing in Ottawa tomorrow? Are you, like, are you going up to advise 
the opposition. <laughs> like, really? like the. Uh, I hear there's an there's a, there's an opening in the PMO. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it, it's a very busy agenda, and I get to talk with some uh, community health care workers on Thursday morning about uh, about uh, what's going ahead in this province. So I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, quickly, I want to get into this one. I've only got like I've got maximum two minutes, but um, I wanted to talk about this Empire Star. Uh, I guess Jesse oh. Smollett. Uh, he, I have not talked about this story purposely because I wasn't sure where it was going, but it, he said that he was attacked in this homophobic hate crime in Chicago, you know, and he reported that it was by this Trump-inspired uh, Make America Great um, uh, attack, whatever. And it turns out it looks like it looks like he lied. Uh, should he go to, uh, should he be charged, Mr. LeDrew? He should definitely be charged because Chicago has one of the highest crime rates in the world. And there are a number of, because he was, a, a, a relatively minor star, but he was black, and it was such a heinous crime that he was a, you know, saying that he was uh, um, uh, accosted by and the uh, noose around the neck, lynching. Horrible. That's horrible. He had lots of cops looking at it. Those cops were taken away from cases where kids were murdered to deal with this guy. And if it comes out that it is, in fact, faked because of his career and he wanted to have a push to his career, then I think they should throw the book at him. He should pay for all the cop work that was done on it. Mm. He should be thoroughly embarrassed. He should probably be, well, I don't, jail is not a place for it. But, I mean, it is, he should be held up to public ridicule because not only was it ri- ridiculous what he did, but it was obscene because he took cop time away yeah. from solving crimes or protecting people that needed it. 30 seconds to you to finish last point. And it's a reminder for all of us as stories like this uh, come forward, not to jump on them mm-hmm. and, and take them. You know, this is this is crafted perfectly for politicians and media to jump on who oh, yeah. who were of the progressive sort of worldview, hated Trump, Trump to, to jump at it. So we should all take a breath uh, when these sort of things come up. Let's see them play out. Uh, a re- uh, important reminder. Actually, do and yeah, anyways. I'll leave it there, but uh, <laughs> everybody take a breath. Take a time on when these stories come are, are we going? Are we supposed to do the same, Alex, with Ottawa? Take a breath? Uh, that's all we can do, I guess. I, well, Just that's all we can do till she talks. Uh, that is Mike Van Solen and Stephen LeDrew joining us tonight. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.